Hello and welcome everybody to the final fucking episode of the For My Friends podcast. It's episode 30. We're going to burn this shit the fuck down tonight. And with me, I have a very special guest, my oldest motherfucking friend, Mr. Wade Shallis. Say what's up. <laughs> How you guys doing, Big Bush Nation? Big Bush fucking nation, man. We're here with our gigantic pubic forest and we're ready to fucking get it in. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, dude, thank, first off, thank you for joining me tonight. Oh, thanks for having me. Big fan. Big, big fan. Big fan. <laughs> big fan. Um, so, uh, Wade, we met. Uh, I thought a nice place to start would be we met uh, once at the roller skating rink. I believe it was the Ring and Rocks roller skating rink. We had a mutual friend, uh, Jeff, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Then we met each other. And this was back before... Um, being gay was like super acceptable, which is no, this is the nineties where you were still using it like an insult. Yeah. 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 You're gay. You're gay. And it was like hurt feelings and shit. And we didn't get, we didn't give a fuck. We were never like that, which is, and Mm -hmm. we're not trying to toot our own horns because you could, I'm sure like, you know, well, you guys trying to act cool, but like you guys said that, no, we're not trying to go. I'm just saying what the point is, is what did we do? What did we do? The like first time we met each other, what did we think was going to be funny? And what did we do? Uh, I think we did a couple skate. We did do a couple um, skate at the Ring yeah. and Rocks roller skate. And I believe, I don't remember the song, but I believe we started down low and came up like butterflies. You know, you got to yep. spread your wings, it give was it like a flap, your chest. dance, couple mm-hmm. skate. Yep. Mm-hmm. We did. We did. And I don't want to brag, but, uh, I can boogie on skates. You know, I, I was doing pretty good. Hell fuck yeah, dude. We, we, we fucking, we killed it. I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to brag, but we fucking murdered it. We killed mm-hmm. it. We did an interpretive dance on our skates through yep. Ring and Rock Rolls Skating Ring. And, and like, I'm going to be honest, man. I don't know how, how, uh, like, accepting these people were where we grew up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might have caught a few looks, but I think in the end, they were just happy that we were happy. You know yeah, what I mean? they, they got overwhelmed by the beauty. They might have been some bigots. They might not have accepted it. But by the end of that couple skate, they were overwhelmed by the beauty. That's of true. Them. Who are we kidding? We live in like a racist area of Pennsylvania. <laughs> you know, there's probably some people who are really like aghast at what they just saw. But yeah. in the end, even they were overwhelmed by the beauty of the movement. They were just yeah. like... The DJ oh, man, them boys can skate. <laughs> <laughs> the, the DJ, right. he wasn't happy, but he let it roll. He was like, "God damn, but that shit is beautiful. Let it play. Let it play." <laughs> Did a triple axle on quad skates. You believe that? Some beautiful. Bitch, <laughs> some bitch, look at them boys go. All right. <laughs> is that an oversized butterfly rising up in the middle of the skate floor? <laughs> All the things. I hope we change some minds that day. You know what I mean? When I, think we, I think we opened their eyes. I think we started the movement toward That's acceptance. It. Yo, I At hope, least in I our hope, area. You I, know hope, I, mean? I hope they understand it. We opened the fucking movement. We got that shit going, <laughs> man. I mean, there might have been someone else along the way, but in our general, like, hick town, maybe. Yeah, right. You're fucked. <laughs> so that's what we did. And then... We didn't hang out for a while. I don't know how, I don't know when that was exactly. Maybe I was mm-hmm. like 14 or whatever, but we knew each other. At that point, we knew each mm-hmm. other, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so then uh, I was in detention in high school, which I frequently was. And it wasn't necessarily because I was a bad kid. 
Mm-hmm. I just I was in detention a lot for just be, being a fucking ADHD kid. So like, yeah, didn't, very didn't, very chatty, yeah, very chatty. Just always mm-hmm. fucking talking to people out of my seat, not doing my homework, not paying attention to shit. So I was just I was in and out of detention pretty much most of my high school career, most of my middle school as well. But um, but you were all which I think was out of out of character maybe or just out of the ordinary mm-hmm. for you. You were in detention. So why were yeah. you in detention? I can't even remember why you were in detention that time. I'll be honest. I don't even know why I was in detention that time. I was a really good kid. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I feel like maybe I did something. I don't remember what the heck it was. It was dumb. Whatever it was, it was just some dumb shit. Like maybe you didn't hand in an assignment or just some shit. I like, think that's what it was. I think I yeah. forgot an assignment. Oh, that, you know, that is what it was. I forgot to do some kind of assignment. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, and my and the teacher meant to give me detention, but she gave me like in school suspension. Yeah, all right. And then my mom called and reamed her out, and then she yep, apologized yep. to me, and then just put it back to a detention. So I oh, still, yeah, yeah no, I was like, oh, you're sorry, but I'm still screwed here. Like I don't, yep. I don't know if this worked out for me, but yeah, I was in detention for something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you were in detention. And I was like, oh, shit, that's the guy we we had the fucking slow, the slow dance, the slow skate at the at the roller skating ring. That's my boy fucking Wade. So so I was like, shit, man, my ass is always in detention. And the fact I was always in detention so much, I didn't even have a ride home. And I and I lived in Stowe. And for everybody doesn't know where Stowe is, it's not the other side of town. Yeah, it's the other side of town. It's like this like fucked up little town that they were like, okay, you can be part of our school district, but it's not close. Yeah. So, I, yeah. but, I mean, at the time I was like, all right, well, what the fuck? I don't, you know, I just was there so much. I was like, somebody will give me a ride home. So then I was like, hey, Wade, like, what's up, man? Give me a fucking ride home. So, <laughs> so you ended up giving me a ride home. And then from there, man, that was it. Then we were inseparable yeah. for, for yeah. forever. It, um, it's worked out pretty well. It's worked out pretty well. Here we are. Yeah. We've been, now we've been friends longer than we have not been friends, which is a pretty fucking crazy thing. Yeah. That thought so, crossed my mind the other day too. Yeah. It's a pretty long time. 20 years, 20 years, because I was, must have been like 14 or 15 when we met in 35 now. Yeah, yeah, that's about it, man. It's been like 20 years. Jesus, fuck. So so we, we ended up hanging out um, from there, and shenanigans ensued basically after that. we uh, yeah. what, what did we do initially? We started a religious cult? Yep, Geppetto Frolics in the Meadow. Mm-hmm. It was an extreme sledding cult that had no sleds. Uh, yep. Instead, they were cardboard boxes that we took down the side of uh, grassy slash rocky hillsides. Absolutely. So so for those of you... This is right around the time Jackass came out, to put that in perspective for yes. some people. I mean, this was like, you know, everyone was doing their own Jackass shenanigans. Ours was less inventive, <laughs> but we were also poor. So we're on a budget, you know yeah. what I mean? We're doing what we can do. <laughs> And and for for anybody that's wondering, I'll post a picture because I still got that picture of me and you in our fucking uh, <laughs> in our extreme sledding outfits. Well, you can't be the start of a movement, and you can't have a team without a uniform. You that's know what it, I mean? You got to have a uniform. You you uh, you rocked what was it the Steve Young jersey? Yep. Yeah, I think you were Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. And then we Mm -hmm. fucking, we, from there, we just basically raided your family's Halloween closet with all the Halloween (laughs) outfits in it. Yeah, we had some pirate pants, I think. We, we headed, then we headed in the Caramel Cruiser. 
what the fuck was mm-hmm. it? Chrysler. So your car, you had the Caramel Cruiser. It was. It looked like a Reliant K, but it wasn't. It, it was like wasn't. a knockoff to a Reliant K. It was. <laughs> so whatever, such the, a piece of shit. whatever the Reliant fucking K was, which I couldn't even tell you yeah, what. Yeah, I think it's a Plymouth. I a think Plymouth. a Reliant K is okay. a Plymouth. But yeah, mine you, was like a Chrysler. It was a Chrysler, whatever the fuck the Reliant K version of the Plymouth was. And yeah. uh, we, we this is before Clint Eastwood did the Chrysler commercials with like the raspy voice Chrysler, you know, this is before <laughs> that. This was like Chrysler wasn't cool. No, no, <laughs> Clint Eastwood's old fuck Chrysler, <laughs> fucking driving well, Chrysler. It's American, yeah. He might have been stroking out for some of that recording. Yeah. <laughs> so we would take the Caramel Cruiser down to the industrial part of town. Mm-hmm. And so the industri- industrial part of town was on the edge of Stowe, which where um, me and you grew up in Stowe. It was the mm-hmm. um, so Potsgrove School District, but Stowe was kind of like the like I don't know, it was like the shit, the shittier part of the school district, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, PC time- used to call it blue collar, but the reality is these these are the poorest kids in school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. It's like just above Section Eight. This is like you know these these guys are working, but they still don't have shit to show. Yeah. Lower yeah. middle class, working class, whatever you want to call it. So that was Stowe, yeah. and then we but attached to us was this like industrial part of town, and we would so we would go on like fucking whatever it was Saturdays, and uh, yeah. we we would go to these because they were industrial, so they got these big deliveries of whatever to their buildings. There was like, I don't know, 10 buildings of different places. And they would get these big cardboard boxes, these huge cardboard boxes of whatever, whatever they were getting delivered to them, whatever they did. And we would take these boxes out of the dumpsters then we would head to this one place and they had a big rocky hill. It was like a little bit of grass, but mostly rocks and dirt. And we would dress up like fucking assholes in these Jerry Rice. (laughs) We wore pirate spandex and fairy wings and whatever the fuck else. And we would head down this hill on these cardboard boxes like a couple of assholes um just sledding we called it extreme sledding that was it man extreme that was when extreme was on everything's label extreme yeah. doritos extreme mountain dew everything was extreme this everything. was the 90s yep, yeah it was the, 90s. the x games were a big thing it was like look at us on our roller skates and our fucking skateboards we're doing this shit and we weren't about and to it's miss extreme it. and we weren't about to miss <laughs> out on it we were not going to miss yeah. out on that shit uh-huh yeah uh-huh. So we would take our sleds down these hills. We'd fuck ourselves up on these rocks. Fly. And the best part about it was, because I didn't think about it at the time, because we were kids. And now as an adult, I think about what we did. And that fucking dude. Do you remember the dude that every Saturday we'd be going down this hill, fucking ourselves up, and the dude, he would come out, smoke cigarettes, and he would eat an apple. It was like his lunch break. He would chew on an apple, smoke, I do. smoke his cigarettes, and watch us yep. fuck our... And Never called the cops, never anything, nope. right? Nope. That now when I'm looking back on it, I'm like, that was that dude's highlight. Like he fucking he was like, I'm working Saturday. He was probably the only dude in that building. I don't know what the fuck he did. And he was like, It's Saturday. Thank God. I'm gonna watch these fucking teenagers fuck themselves up on this hill. The thing is, like, do you think he was watching that and it was like he just had a good sense of humor about it? Or was this like, he's a creepy old man and this was going straight to the spank bank and he was going home. We're like, like, you know, because we were wearing some weird, almost fetish like shit. I mean, these clothes were tight. They didn't fit properly. They were revealing at the least. (laughs) The fairy wings might have been a a misinterpretation. I don't know, but it was. Yeah. 
Okay, in in my mind, I want to remember it as this motherfucker <laughs> had to work a Saturday, all right? And and he liked and he just liked that weird. I don't want to think he was J and his D to us later. Like, like yeah, you I like to think that we made his life better too. I'm just not sure in what way, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to go, I'm going to go with, we. I mean, we were like, what? Like, I mean, you were, you were 18. I was like 15, 16. But, so I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he was hopefully just like enjoying the fact that we were. Oh, just man. He had that members only jacket and the <laughs> aviators, you know what I mean? That straight mustache. And I, I don't, I mean, he might have just. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't remember <laughs> it like that, but maybe that's how it was. It was a long time ago. It was a very yeah. long time ago. So maybe he was like, that was, he was just creeping on us. <laughs> just people helping people you know I, even if it was i don't feel bad i'm happy for him i hope he's happy you know yeah, at least dude, he didn't cross look, any lines look if he jade is the to us <laughs> good for him you know i don't i don't have any regrets about it like if us sledding down that hill was something that got him going made it able for him to go home and have a happy marriage with his wife for whatever how many years it lasted then good for, good for us for doing that for him yeah you know <laughs> that's assuming he was married you know what I, mean? <laughs> I assume he lived alone except for the person who's still putting lotion in the basket but you yeah. know <laughs> except well, for then, that guy yeah he's alone yeah i mean i wish we would have known his name because i feel like we could google him right now and, and we wouldn't be happy with the results <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably on facebook looking for you yeah <laughs> who the motherfucker in a jerry rice jersey Yo, and a fucking fairy looking wings. for jerry rice fans steve young and jerry rice fans <laughs> sledding down the motherfucking hill <laughs> they little dicks flopping around in them tight ass pants <laughs> <laughs> i love them pirate pants Mm. Mm, stripes make it look bigger <laughs> <laughs> like a snake in a pillowcase <laughs> oh yeah get down that hill oh get down get I'm down and get a daddy <laughs> <laughs> so so we we uh i'm not sure where we went with that but we started a religious cult we ended we invented mm-hmm. a sport at one point and we, mm-hmm. we we even got a we we my my sister I believe was working at the time at Gadzooks was the name of the store right Gadzooks that sounds familiar sounds about right next to Auntie Anne's pretzels or Auntie Anne's pretzels yep. if you're in yep. New England um and uh, her manager I think we recruited him as one of our uh, our first religious cult uh, person that we got into our thing. Um, I don't know if he ever went through initiation, you know, I think he wanted to, you know, but (laughs) he was fronting, you know, I don't know if he went full on, but at least we got somebody. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't alone. It wasn't just the two of us. You know, there was people who wanted in on this. (laughs) There was, there was people that wanted in on it. Yeah. We had the members only guy, you know, we had a guy from Gatooks, people all over. These are high ranking officials in, in, you know, in the Pottstown area, by the way. I mean, people talk shit, but we were making moves. We were making big fucking moves. (laughs) And it's just been that way for as long as we've been friends. I mean, we took that show right up to Lockhaven. We took it it straight to fucking Lockhaven. So so we were, so, uh. We we came friends became friends your senior year of high school. You're about to graduate. You're going to take over. So first off, let me just fucking say this because a lot of people listen and know that I've done I've dabbled in woodworking, but they don't really know why I dabbled in woodworking, and that is because you, fucking like Ron Swanson, you're a goddamn Ron <laughs> fucking Swanson because seventeen years old. We meet. You're fucking seventeen. I'm fifteen. 
And one of the one of the first things after the detention and we're hanging out, one of the first things we do is I go to your your house and we're hanging out in your wood shop and people are like, oh, wood shop, like a little garage. Nope. Nope. Not like a little garage. Nope. Your fucking father built a compound and built a wood shop with like if you can imagine like your middle school um, tech uh, class that you took where you built birdhouses and whatever the fuck you did, your dad built that shit on your family's land. Like he built yeah. a full blown fucking wood job with every single good size. Yeah. That like you... 30 by 40. Yeah. It was a good yeah. size with industrial grade. Yep. It's funny you mentioned that because I, I just grew up around that stuff. I can remember being out in that wood shop when I was like maybe five years old and I wasn't allowed to play with the power tools, but I would be out there with like a hammer and nail, a hammer and two sticks together because I needed to have a sword today. You know, I yeah, needed a sword yeah. to fight the bad guys when you're five, you know? Fuck yeah, dude. And so you yeah. had this fucking wood shop and um, like amazing. And, and I remember going in there and you're building a wood strip canoe. And for anyone that's like, oh, <laughs> he, he was building wood strip canoe and he was 17. So that means his dad was helping him. Nope. I mean, you were building a fucking wood strip canoe <laughs> by your fucking self in yeah, that yeah. fucking when you're 17 fucking years old. And I'm just like, holy shit. And you're like, hey, man, you want to help me fucking put some finish on this thing? And I don't fucking know <laughs> shit about anything. And I'm like, yeah, let's let's do it. So we're, <laughs> we're just putting just layers of just lacquer of whatever this this finish is. And it is strong as shit, man. This is like, this is yeah. the heroin of finish that we're <laughs> yeah, putting nah, on this shit. motherfucker. It had the wood shop had uh, windows, but we didn't open any. We so didn't we just think decided to, open to, it. to huff a little bit. Yeah. So your dad comes in after hours of us out there just putting this finish on this wood strip canoe that you built for your senior project <laughs> in high school. Yeah. Your senior project. Let me just repeat this for everybody. A full size, maybe a 10 foot wood stripped canoe for your senior project in high school. And we're high as fuck. Your dad opens the door and he's like, he's like Hey, boys, fucking dinner's ready. And then he's like, What the fuck? You guys open a door? It smells like fucking chemicals in here. We're high as shit. We don't know how high we are. We're high as fuck. And we go into the house. And so I'm high off these fumes. And so for me being high is like, I am just like the opposite of me. I'm instead like the ADHD sober me is now like this introverted, like just staring at my, my fettuccine or whatever the fuck Karen made. And yeah, yeah. You are fucking all over. You're bouncing off the walls, like dancing oh, yeah. around um, the fucking table. Yeah, I was chatty. Yeah. I know. I remember I, I was very chatty, and I remember irritating my dad and then feeling kind of bad that I pissed him off. But yeah. we all kind of put together real quick that you two we're, boys are high. We're high as fuck <laughs> off of these people. We're high as fuck. Uh, you guys been huffing out there? No. What's all that silver paint on your lips for? <laughs> yeah, man, that's my lipstick. That's my, my lipstick. That's all. It's my glass, man. It's the, it's the glass of Geppetto. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. Yep. I remember pissing him off with that one. Yeah, but now we know. You know, you you open some windows. You open some windows, man. When you're fucking mm-hmm. finishing anything, and uh, yeah, the fumes can get uh, pretty harsh. <clears throat> that's it, man. So so uh, then we just spent years. We spent years hanging out in that fucking wood shop uh just whatever just it was even when we weren't when you weren't building something and i was just oh, hanging that's, out 
that that's where we would place. hide. That was it. Yes. Yeah. That was it. We would hang out in there. Um, sometimes we'd be hanging out in your house. Your dad had a fucking beautiful house and, and he, and beautiful because you know, your dad fucking did it with his bare fucking hands, knocking down walls, building this, building that, like just an amazing, beautiful house. And sometimes we'd be chilling in the, uh, the pool room, which was where we hung out most of the time, you know, it was a, yeah. a pool table, uh, TV, mm-hmm. we'd chill in there. And, uh, the, one of my favorite memories of us hanging out was when your dad would pop in there on a Friday night, Saturday night, but Hey boys, he'd fucking duke us a $20 bill <laughs> and he would be like, Hey boys, Hey, you yeah. guys, you guys get out of here, go get yourself a couple cheese steaks up the road. I'm about to fucking pound Karen's ovaries in the sawdust. Yeah, yeah. And my dad is a he's a very sexual being. He's a you know? sexual and, uh, motherfucker. If he's being that blunt when I have company over, you can only imagine how awkward some of my childhood was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is yet another reason we would hang out in the wood shop because you know between like maybe my stepmom's menopausal years and she was a little crazy. Yep. And on top of that, my dad's like hyperactive sex drive just led to a lot of awkward encounters. You boys eat these banana pancakes while I go <laughs> pound her ovaries. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus Christ. Back up, dad. Leave us alone. I just want to eat. <laughs> oh, yeah. fuck. I, I remember the first time I slept over your house. The first time I slept over your fucking house. The first time of many. I don't know why I came back. Because my family. All right, so this is just a this is just a glimpse into <laughs> this is a cream. Even I don't know where this is going. There's just so many stories oh, of my fuck. dad being a sexual being. I just don't know. This is a glimpse as to how f- more less about how you fucked up your family is and how fucked up my family <laughs> is. That the fact that this was the first time I slept over your house and then continued to sleep <laughs> over at your house after this. <laughs> but like. I remember waking up the first time I slept over at your house and I'm, and I'm just hanging out and I, and you're, you know, I'm wake up and brush my teeth, whatever. And you're, you're still getting up upstairs. You're still getting ready. And I'm sitting on the stairs looking down at the kitchen because in your house, the kitchen is like down. It's on like the lower floor. It's a really yeah. a, a unique layout. Cause your dad built it. But, um, and he's behind Karen and oh yeah, he is grinding his fucking schnapps Johnson up on Karen's ass. Just and slow just grinding, man. Slow grinding while she's trying yeah. to cook breakfast for us. But just really trying to work it, trying to yeah. get up in there. Yeah, he's, he's yeah rubbing that fucking wild. And anyone who's <clears throat> trying to think about who this is, Wild Bill. It's Wild Bill. I've mentioned him before. Wild Bill's rubbing his dick up on her ass. Uh, and yeah. I'm just here just trying to <laughs> fucking get something to eat. I'm sleeping over at my buddy's house for <clears throat> the first time. And Wild Bill's grinding that dick up on her. And I'm like, this is fucked up, but I'm hungry. So I'm going to stick around, (laughs) you know, like, and then I just stayed friends with you because I was like, well, that's, that's the total opposite of my family, which is like these two people that live together and you wouldn't even know that they're married. You know what I'm saying? Like you'd have no fucking idea. They even have any interest in each other. Just like these total platonic life partners, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, and my dad, he put those uh, those saloon doors in the jacuzzi room so they'd I, I swing do, both ways. I do remember the jacuzzi room. I, how could and then I as soon as you, yeah, as soon as you open those doors, the steps to get up into the jacuzzi are right there. And then, yep. like, he would get out of the jacuzzi and he would sit on the stairs to dry his, himself off. 
The only yep. problem is they're saloon doors. Yep. So when you sit on the stairs, like everyone can see your nuts. Anyone who's over can just see your nuts. And I remember telling him this one time and he's like, no, you can't. I'm like that. I'm not bringing this to your attention to embarrass you. I literally don't want to see your nuts. If you could just not sit on the stairs when you dry your ass off. And he's like, well, don't look because wild bill is i love him i love him man but he is shameless he's absolutely shameless yo he's shameless he doesn't give a fuck i love (laughs) i fucking love your dad so much he's a second father to me a hundred percent a hundred percent he's a second father to me like he's a dying breed of human being that like oh yeah this i and it is so refreshing in this day and age to have a wild bill. Somebody who yeah. is like, I'm going to be who I am. And if you don't give a fuck, suck my dick. Like <laughs> I, I am totally going to be who I am. And actually, if it offends you, I'm glad it offends you. And I'm going to just do more shit to offend you because fuck you. That's a yeah, wild bill, man. He's been that way most of his life. He's you know, been that way hilarious. his entire life, dude. It's funny, you know, cause he's not a big guy. And he's been in all these fights over his life. Yes. And, uh, and you know, like I, I, I grew up hearing these stories of how I didn't start that fight, but I finished it, you know? And then, and I just grew up thinking my dad was a hero standing up for the little man. And then I'm out in his hometown one night, having a few beers, watching a Flyers game, shooting the shit with a fellow next to me. And we like the same players. We hate the same plays. You know, we, we get to talking, you know, and he finally finds out who I am. He says, oh, you're Bill's son. I said, yeah, you know my dad? He said, yeah, he's an asshole. He's always picking fights. <laughs> and like, you know, you know how confrontational I can get. So for a split second, like in my mind, this man, I'm about to rip him a new asshole. Like he's about to hear about, about my dad, motherfucker. Oh yeah. But but before I can articulate a thought, and and you know how quick that is, I tend to be sharp tongued. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah, I can yeah. even say anything to this man, it hits me like a like an avalanche, like, oh holy shit. You, you've got to be right. No one's been in that many fights unless you're picking them, you know, like in your whole life career, how many fights, right? Like he wasn't, you don't that many. Yeah, he wasn't robbing, but he was the bully, you know, it was just so it's so to this day, that's one of the funniest stories I got. And he, it's about my dad. It's not even him in it. It's just, it's no. so funny. Yeah, dude. I know because, because I was in that, I was, when I was in that band and then, uh, our drummer was dating that girl who was from the town that your dad was from, which for all, for those of you that don't know, it's, um, you know, we're from, we're from Stowe, uh, Pottstown area. Then just like 10, 15 minutes up the road is like the Royers Ford, Spring Ford, uh, you know, Spring City, whatever. Um, that's where your dad's from. So like, He's dating this girl from there, and and her dad knew your dad growing up, and basically said the same thing, like, "Oh, wow, Bill, oh yeah, man, fucking guy's an asshole, like he's beating, <laughs> so beating people fun. up and shit." <laughs> you know, it's funny, like you see these movies, and, and like they're learning martial arts. It's like, look at Cobra Kai, you know, martial arts is for defense yeah. only. You know, and you see these guys talking and stuff. My dad, he's into like martial arts. He's a wrestler and stuff through middle school and high school. You know, and he, he's, he's doing all these different forms before people are even calling that mixed martial arts. You know, this is before you yeah, learned more yeah, than yeah. one style. You know, like he's, he's into all this stuff. Yeah. And like instead of being disciplined and like defense only, you know, I, I, all his stories are the same. He, he, you know, he's, he's just standing up for himself or someone else. But man, <laughs> he's been in an awful lot of fights for someone the whole town knew would fight at the drop of a hat. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
And so again, so funny. While so funny. Bill did not give a fuck <laughs> at all, he did not give a fuck. That's why he's one of my heroes. And, oh, yeah. And so, like, we would, you know, we would hang out and we would have sleepovers, whatever. And and your dad obviously loved the fight. Like, not like, uh, you know, yeah. it wouldn't be uncommon for us to, you know, be out doing whatever we're doing in the Caramel Cruiser, come home, and your dad would be up on his loft it was kind of when you walked in the in the door there would be a loft up on the right and um, yeah your dad had his desk there it was his office because he owned a roofing you know company and he and he would um, do all of his business up there he also had a computer where he would do you know his business whatever so he would be up there fucking with a knife with a knife and he would be <laughs> a knife everybody a fucking real knife and yeah, yeah. up there just fucking just air air box like shadow boxing just like whatever with this knife and and he would be just living out his days in vietnam and so like people, <laughs> people are like there, there, there's people who like me i'm telling you right now wait if i was in vietnam <laughs> i would be the dude with ptsd because i would kill somebody and then i, would I, I wouldn't i would i would be dead are you kidding me yeah. i'm not coming back from that <laughs> if, i if, i don't have Anything in me is not going to survive a war. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Like, like I'm dying. I'm getting shot in the head. Or if I do survive, yeah. I'm going to live the rest of my life going like, I'm sorry for whatever the fuck I did. That's why I love like when you, they people are like support the troops. I support the troops a hundred fucking percent because I could oh, yeah. not do what they do. I could not <laughs> fucking do what they do. So like your dad's up there and he's fucking just whipping this knife around. <laughs> And, and, and we're like, what are you doing, Bill? I'm fucking killing the Viet Cong, son of a bitch. It's like, he's swinging this shit around. And he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I'm fucking these sons of bitches. Like, like <laughs> out of his fucking mind. And so, like, always, you know, and, and then always he would be like, sometimes we'd come home and he'd want to fight us. He would want to fight us. And I remember him. So, like, you, so you're, you were around for like my, my old man's like, he was younger. He's so much more mellow now. Like if you, if you get to see him anytime soon, he's, he's very chill right now. Very calm. Very yeah. like, doesn't fight. Yeah. He's like he, 70, you know, he's, he's old. He, he was on the ramp down. I feel like he was on the ramp down when I met him, he but, was. Still, but still old, still young enough to punch me in the mouth when he thought that he was pulling his punches and, and <laughs> blasting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that game. Yeah. Blast, blasted me in the mouth over my giant fucking buck teeth. And just blasted my lip open. And I'm bleeding out of my mouth. And then, and then like, he's like, oh, uh, you're fine. You're fine. You know, you don't fucking worry about it. Like, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, that's called uh, middle school for me. That's uh, yeah. my dad used to try and teach me like some of the, the, the martial arts stuff that he learned. And I remember being like, maybe three or four years old. I wasn't even in kindergarten when we started this stuff. Yep. Um, and oh, it, you know, it was like oh, shit. on again, off again, Wait. you know, on again, off again. What's that? Wait, tell, get, tell everybody. <laughs> God damn it. Tell everybody the story. You're the day your dad dropped you off the kindergarten. Tell everybody what happened. All right. All right. So, uh, I'm on my way to kindergarten. Um, and my dad is the one driving me this day. It's my first day of school. I've never been to school. I've got a lot of siblings and four older sisters. And I remember being excited about going to kindergarten because all my sisters left for the day. So I'm like, I'm stoked about going to school. It was a feeling that died quickly once I got to school. But <laughs> on the ride to school, 
my dad is telling me because I'm small and innocent and I'm a kid. And he's telling me, don't let anybody pick on you. If somebody's messing with you, you fight them. You fight them. I don't care what happens. I don't care if you kill them. I'll take care of it. You fight them if you have to. You understand me? I'm like five years old. Like <laughs> no one's killing anybody. Well, let but me, he's telling on, me I got to fight. Hold on. Your dad, just let me lay the background real quick. He's a fucking Navy SEAL in Vietnam. <laughs> he's a fucking yeah, he's, Navy SEAL yeah. in Vietnam. This dude does not fuck around. All right. Go but he's ahead. telling me, he's telling me that, you know, I have to stand up for myself and I, and if anyone messes with me, I have to fight. So my parents divorced when I was young. I was like two when the, it probably started, maybe three when the divorce was finally settled. And, you know, they got split custody. My dad had us one week. My mom had us one week. So I have shed all the tears I was going to shed about saying goodbye to mom and dad long before kindergarten started. Okay. So kindergarten, I'm getting this, this, this peps talk going into it. Like you may have to fight today. And if you do, it's okay. You know, and they dropped me off. And I remember my teacher, her name was Miss Key Faber. And there's all the, all the kindergartner classes and like first graders were all out back on the recess lined up. And I'm walking up there and uh, my dad walks me over to my teacher. You know, I think he says something to her and then he just says bye to me and walks off. And he's in his tank top and jeans. He's off roofing for the day. You know, like he's, his life's going on without a beat, you know, and I'm looking around. And as an adult looking back, it makes sense. I'm surrounded by kids that are crying because for most of these kids, this is the first time they have to say goodbye to mom or dad. This is a scary moment. They're with strangers you know, it's early morning. What the heck is happening for these kids? This is scary. And for me, this is like, I, I think I have to fight today. I don't know who I have to fight, but with everyone else crying, I kind of like my chances. And that's, that's how kindergarten started for me. You know, like, all right, I don't know if these kids are pussies, but I think they might be because they're crying and I'm not, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, it was a weird start. Yeah. And it, it's probably why it's funny you mentioned that because all through elementary school, I got in tons of fights on the recess. I was always in trouble. <laughs> you know, I was always standing on the yellow line. Do you, you guys have to do that? Stand yeah. on the yellow line, always getting pink slips. My dad had to sign. I mean, I, I walked into elementary school thinking I had to fight to survive. And really, I just had to make some friends and do my homework. Like it was, yeah. <laughs> it was such a, it was a lot of hype for, yes. it was underwhelming. So, so first of all, that shit is amazing because like, <laughs> your fucking dad is sending a five-year-old to school. Like you're gonna have to fucking kill somebody today. Enjoy elementary school. <laughs> it's it's so ridiculous. It's it really is. Looking back, it's funny you say that too, because I'm I'm doing construction again on the side. I've told you, and uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I do some jobs with him. And the other day, I was well, I was I was working with him, and I told him that story, like how I started kindergarten, and even he said, "Oh, I was an asshole. I shouldn't have said that." I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but it's like, I think he was just, I think he's just one of those guys, you know, who's just had such a high testosterone count his whole life. Yeah, that yeah, has yeah. taken seventy years before he's reached the same level where he's back to like normalcy Abs now. You know, absolutely, yeah, yeah, because he's definitely been twice the man I'll ever be, without a doubt. You know what I mean? Whether you like it or not, man, that's fucking wild. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, so yeah, you're you're fucking fucking kids up in kindergarten and like. <laughs> And my dad's been teaching me karate since I'm like three. Yeah, I'm winning my fights on the yeah, playground. Okay. These fucking five year olds that were not ready for a fight to be brought to the doorstep. 
So that was the last episode of the For My Friends podcast, episode 30. We continued talking for an hour as we got drunker, and I started making less and less sense, and I don't even know if the rest of that interview could be salvaged, but I figured that was a good spot to cut out. (laughs) We shared some good stories, and uh, you just got to get a little bit of a glimpse into me shooting the shit with my oldest friend and um, laughing, and so... It's really good to talk to Wade. Thanks again for doing this. Um, and uh, good luck good luck uh, in your recovery, buddy, because <laughs> shortly after this, uh, he, he put a nail in his arm and had to get it surgically removed. <laughs> um, but he's doing better. He's on the mend. So uh, prayers for Wade, uh, Big Bush Nation. <laughs> and thank you to Big Bush Nation for sticking with it. I know you diehards out there <laughs> sticking with me through the full fucking 30 and uh this was for you and i hope that it made you guys laugh and i hope that you know it was able to give you just like a little bit of normalcy and a little bit of comfort and maybe a laugh or maybe you didn't laugh maybe you just turned it on because you just turned it on it was something to do that's totally fine too i didn't know what the fuck i was doing and uh i still don't know what i'm doing but you know i hope you and all your families are doing well And from the bottom of my heart, fuck you guys. Bye. Hey, you talking shit?